welcome back to another podcast. It is Sarah, and I hope you guys are all doing well and staying safe. So, in light of it being National Suicide Prevention Month, I wanted to do something related to mental health. And the closest thing to me for mental health is my personal experience with OCD and anxiety. So, I wanted to talk a little bit about that, my personal experience. I'll talk about what it means to be OCD, different strains of it, and also the cycle of the compulsions, as well as some resources at the end, of course. <laughs> um, so I hope you guys enjoy, and just remember, every month is Suicide Prevention Month, every month um, should be about mental health, but just a reminder to take care of yourself and take care of the people around you and understand the different types of mental health to better help others um, to just make a more safe world and safe environment. So, <laughs> hope you enjoy. Alrighty, so let's talk about OCD. So OCD stands for Obsessive Compulsive Disorder. Um, you've heard it dropped on the daily. I'm so OCD. Oh my gosh, we're all so OCD when they just want to keep their house tidy. Honey, that ain't it. <laughs> that is not what OCD is. Um, OCD can be attached to cleaning of course, contamination, um, there is a part of that for some people when they have OCD, but it is not, that doesn't really um, affect people like that all the time. So for example, I do not have contamination um, OCD, that's not what my OCD really is. Um, but growing up, based on that idea of what OCD is, I, you know, never thought I had it until I was on Instagram one day and someone shared a post by um, OCD Doodles. I highly recommend checking out their page. Um, it's really cute and has a lot of good information about what OCD feels like. So I looked at this post and it was basically um, talking about obsessions and different obsessions that people with OCD have. And you know, one of them was about uh like believing you are responsible for other people's tragedies and you hold that responsibility and you obsess over that and you try to um, prevent big things from happening to either the people you love or um, just random people in the world. So I saw that post and I literally like looked at it and I just sat there for a couple minutes and I was like, oh my 
gosh, <laughs> I think I have this. <laughs> and I mean, I don't condone self-diagnosing, but, you know, you can ask yourself, hmm, I wonder <laughs> if this applies to me. So I was like, wait, what is going on? <laughs> because, and then I started researching about what OCD actually is. And I thought it was just, oh, keeping things clean, checking the stove, things like that. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> um, it's not all about that. It's having routines that you feel you need to do to prevent something from happening. It's having super intrusive and uncomfortable thoughts that is very difficult to deal with. So it's a lot. So basically, I was like, okay, let's figure this out because I have, you know, anxiety as well. And anxiety is easier to label. It's easier to figure out that you feel anxious, right? But OCD, what? Like, how do you know that you have it? So I wasn't self-diagnosing. I wasn't being like, oh my gosh, I have OCD. But I wanted to figure it out. So, and this all happened like at the end of my grade 12 year, which was two years ago. So, but I don't know. Was it two years ago? I don't know. But anyways, last year, this time when I went to university, I was like, okay, fresh start. Let's go see a therapist <laughs> because I need to figure my stuff out before I go into university and get stressed. So I went into the counseling area for my university and I was like, hey, to my therapist, I was like, okay, so I kind of just figure out, I figured out what OCD is and I'm wondering, do I have it? <laughs> So she's like, why do you think that? And we kind of went through everything. So I'm going to give a few examples of things that I've done ever since I literally was like a child. <laughs> um, so, for example, um, first, okay. So basically, there is this saying that I say in my head every time I predict something is going to happen. So for example, I'm on the bus, right? And in my head, I'm like, that person, like it'll be a certain person, or like that person is going to touch the um, handle on the bus. And if they don't touch it, I'm like, oh no, something bad's gonna happen. So I have to say this saying in my head to reverse it. And okay, I know, it sounds crazy, I understand. <laughs> but that's what happens. So that's just one of the things, there are many other things. Like if I don't put on my rings before I go out, something bad's gonna happen. 
I have to wear them in the right position, everything, things like that. If my drawers aren't closed, something bad's going to happen. Either to myself or to my family members, my friends, whoever. Or another example, if something bad happens in the world, like a tragedy, a major world event, I think it's my fault. I think, oh my gosh, it's because I didn't do something properly. It's my fault. So <laughs> that's a little glimpse inside my brain. And for you people who don't um, have OCD, that might seem very odd. And I understand that. It's odd to me too. But it's important to realize that OCD is not just contamination. It's not just checking stoves and stuff. It definitely contributes to it, for sure. Um, and there are so many people who still have that type of OCD, but it's not limited to that. So, <laughs> fun times with OCD. Um, but that was just, so I went to the therapist and I was like, okay, blah, 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 blah. And she was like, yeah, I think you do. And she was like, would you consider medication for your OCD and anxiety? And I was like, yes, because I've done research about the medication before. And, you know, um, I didn't really stigmatize medication. I knew it was essential for some people with mental illness for sure. And I was like, yeah, like, let me see what it's about. So um, they uh, took, well, I made an appointment with the university doctor and we discussed uh, having medication and she was really supportive. And I just want to say that I'm really lucky with the experience I've had with medication and therapy because I know for a lot of people, it's not that easy. There's lots of stigma. There's lots of judging. Um, there's lots of dismissal. And I'm very lucky that um, I was able to have that experience. And I know not everyone has had that positive experience. Um, I think, honestly, it is because I was at my university, which is very open to mental health. Um, so I don't know if I had that, I would have had that same experience somewhere else. So I started medication and it was very scary. Starting medication for your brain is honestly very scary because stigma and, you know, I thought like, oh my gosh, am I going to change? But no, it basically, like for myself, it helps me to manage my obsessions better um and just calm down <laughs> um so medication isn't for everybody it's something you definitely need to think about and discuss with a medical provider um but it is an option so i wanted to say that like it's an option and you're not broken for taking it you're not weak for taking medication i can't stress enough for saying, if you break your leg, you're going to take pain medication. If you have, you know, something you need medication for physically, you're going to take medication. It's exactly the same thing 
for mental health. And people don't understand that, and it's so frustrating. But just remember that. So I went to the... Um, so I started my medication, I started going to therapy, and OCD, they recommend both things, medication and consistent therapy. Um, because just being on medication is chill, but you need to figure out coping mechanisms for your compulsions and obsessions. Because... It needs to work together. It's a balance. So just want to put that out there as well, if you are thinking about it. Um, so also some more information about OCD and compulsions and the cycle. So this again is from OCD Doodles. I love them. Please go check them out. Uh, so basically how it starts is with an obsession. So you'll obsess over something. For example, one of mine is um, driving. I have such an anxiety with driving. I hate it, um, but I just don't like it. I just have a lot of anxiety. So I'll obsess over it. I'll think about it. I'll think of like all the worst possible scenarios that could happen, all that stuff. And then you go into anxiety. So you feel that anxiety, all that things. And here is where OCD really comes in is with your compulsion. So for example, my rings. My compulsion is to put on those rings before you go driving. And then the final step of the cycle is you'll have relief. You put on your rings, it's all good. <laughs> then it calms down the compulsion and the anxiety when you have that outlet. But then you go into obsessions again. It's a cycle, okay? And for me, I was like, that's fine. Like, this is my coping mechanism to OCD. I just got put on my rings and I'll feel a little bit better. But no, like, it's so bad and it's very complicated for treating OCD because you have to sit with the uncomfortable. You have to be like, okay, I cannot put on my rings because I can't rely on material things that are totally unrelated to the event for relief, right? It's totally separate entities but somehow my brain is like if you do this then it will help this totally separate um but that's what happens and you have to sit with the uncomfortable instead of being like okay i'm gonna put my rings i've my therapist basically was saying okay you have to sit and be like and list out the facts instead of your reality that you have created in your head. List out the facts. So say, I'm a good driver. <laughs> um, I'm safe. I'm, um, I'm, 
I don't know, things like that. I can't even think of things on top of my head because I love that. Anyways, um, so you have to list out the facts instead because one of the things that my therapist has said that I always think of is literally like my mantra is worries are not facts. Worries are not predictions. Just sit on that. This helps anybody, honestly, because when you have worries, worrying about driving, it's your worries are not facts. You know, it's not a prediction of what's going to happen. I think OCD with that, you need to humble yourself, to be honest, because me having these compulsions, thinking that I can control, you know, what's going to happen in the world um, is completely wrong because I am whatever you believe in, whatever your higher power is, I am not that. I'm not God. I, I don't control those things, right? It's out of my control. And you have to sit with that because it's honestly scary that you don't have control. And I think in my childhood, I've had certain things happen that made me feel so out of control that I grasped on certain things so that I felt that my life, that my family's life, that my loved one's life, that the whole world was controlled and that they could be safe. Um, And that's how my therapist and I figured out where these compulsions were coming from, was from that, was that I was grasping onto things to control, to feel like I was in control, that I wasn't at a spin, right? So there is always a route to OCD, and I think that's really important to figure out and dissect. It's really hard to figure it out, though, but um, once you do, it makes so much sense. Like, when she said that, I was like, whoa, wait, (laughs) my whole life makes sense now. Like, it's such a good feeling. Um, So, yeah, so really coping mechanisms is sitting with the uncomfortable and you know, stopping your compulsions and just stop doing them. And one of them was like, um, if you put your rings on and you're like, wait, and like take them off and you can't do another activity until you stop the compulsions. So that's one of them. Um, there's a lot and OCD takes a lot of work. Um, as with any other mental illness, to have progress, um, it takes a lot of work and it's not linear. It's crazy. (laughs) The progress is crazy. So, but that's okay. You're going to have times where you go back to your compulsions because of an event or because of certain worries. And that's okay. Um, But it's important to identify that and realize, okay, stop. Why is this happening? What is the root of trying to control something? All right, so I hope you enjoyed my story. Um, 
Every story of OCD is completely different and I just wanted to share with you guys mine, some resources uh, for you if you're looking to learn more about it. Uh, of course, OCD Doodles is amazing. Another resource is Not Alone Notes. It's an organization where they will send letters to people who request them with OCD and just reminding them that they're not alone. And another resource that I really enjoy that just keeps me um, educated about OCD with myself and other strains of it so I can better help others is Words Hug. Um, they're all on Instagram. I'll link them in the description. But anyways, I hope you enjoyed this personal podcast and I hope I brought in your view about OCD because um, I am. So stop saying it if you're not and hopefully if you do have OCD, anxiety, any type of mental health um, stuff, you know that you're not alone and we can do it together and just keep giving yourself lots of time to grow and be patient with yourself um so anyways i will see you guys on the next podcast